welcome to Moments in Time and Space, a microfiction podcast, bringing you tales of horror and suspense with your host, Aaron Miracle. Hello, everyone. Let's take a visit to the near future where the Earth has been visited by aliens. Their intentions seem peaceful at first, but humanity found out too late their true cruel nature. Now, people survive in small pockets and eke out a life scavenging the remains of the old world. One group is on its way to search for much-needed supplies. Let's join them for the ride. The convoy of three vehicles drove down the worn road in a close formation. It consisted of three battered pickup trucks led by a brown minivan that was covered in rust. The minivan swung wide and did a U-turn, coming to a stop on the opposite shoulder. The three trucks followed and took up a position not far behind it. People began to pour out of the vehicles and assembled near the minivan. A large man with a thick black beard dressed all in camo climbed out of the passenger side with a large rifle in his hands. He waited until the rest of the people were gathered around him before he spoke. Alright, recon found an abandoned encampment about two weeks back just inside the tree line. We're going to head in, search for supplies and get out, the large man explained. We're pretty far from the safe zone, so everyone pair up and stay frosty. Drivers, stay in the vehicles in case we need to scramble. Any questions? A blonde woman with a dirty face wearing a plaid hunting hat raised her hand. Sarge, anything particular we should be looking for? Medicine, food, fuel, and ammunition, Sarge replied. Any other questions? The group was silent. All right, after 30 minutes, we are out of here. Shane, you're with me. Let's go, Sarge barked. He led the group into the tree line and followed the directions the recon team had explained to him. After a short five-minute walk, the group walked into a clearing where four large campers were parked in a semicircle around a fire pit. Gear and debris were scattered around the clearing. All the campers had their blinds drawn, and two of them were missing their side doors. Two people to a camper. Flo and Richie, I want you to scout the perimeter. Everyone else start checking the stuff around the fire pit, Sarge ordered. Shane, we'll take that camper near the back. The damp earth muffled the sound of Sarge's footfalls as he made his way to the RV near the back of the encampment. He paused the open doorway of the abandoned vehicle and sniffed. Rot and mildew were thick in the air, but nothing worse than those familiar scents. Sarge grabbed the edge of the doorframe and hauled himself into the camper with Shane close behind. The interior of the RV was dimly lit by the light that managed to creep in through the edges of the shades over the windows. Most of the counter space was covered in odds and ends of broken trinkets that had little value to begin with. Shane slid by Sarge and headed towards the back of the RV. Sarge watched him go and continued to check out the kitchen area. A half pot of some kind of thick soup sat on the stove, black with mold. The table next to the stove had some ratty coloring books on it. One of them was open to a page with a dragon flying in the sky. The picture had been half colored by a young hand, and a few broken crayons still rested beside the book. The owners of the contents of the RV were long gone, but Tracer of the Lives still remained. His moments of contemplation were interrupted by someone faintly calling his name from outside. Sarge? Sarge? Shane emerged from the back of the RV and cocked his head. Sarge nodded towards the doorway of the camper, and both men exited. The source of the summons came from behind the battered RV and deep into the woods. Sarge jogged in that direction and Shane fell in behind, alert for any signs of danger. A short distance from the encampment, Sarge found Richie and Flo examining some of the tall pines that loomed over a small clearing. What you got, Richie? Sarge asked. Richie pointed to one of the pine trees. The greys were here. Sarge looked to where Richie was pointing and saw the tree was marked with long, narrow scorch lines. He recognized them as blast marks that only came from the strange weapons the greys carried. Glancing around the clearing, 
Sarge saw that most of the trees were marked in the same way. Long narrow scorch marks cutting into the trunks. There had been a battle here and it was obvious who had won. Flo found a faded trail of something being dragged through the woods from the encampment, Richie explained. We followed and found this. Looks like a firefight. Sarge rubbed some of the marks on the nearest tree. Feels fairly old. You know those signs around the encampment? I haven't taken a look yet, but it's weird there weren't any signs of a fight back at the encampment. Why only way out here? Sarge shrugged. Let's not take any chances. We're rolling out of here in ten. Richie, do you? A high-pitched mechanical sound began to fill the air. At first it sounded like a cold engine starting up, but the pitch only intensified. Richie's face filled with a sudden realization and his lips trembled. That sounds like... screaming, Richie said in a low voice. Sarge raided his rifle and chambered around. It's coming from the encampment. Weapons ready, let's go! The group raced back to the encampment. They arrived to see a full-blown battle between the looting team and human-like creatures. Gunfire filled the air and the creatures grappled the humans. Some looters had fallen to the creatures and were being devoured alive. Richie, Flo, get as many of our people out of here as you can, Sarge ordered. Shane, stick close to me and we'll work our way to the perimeter. Richie and Flo took off to help the nearest down member of the loot team. Shane fell in beside Sarge, firing off the odd round from his rifle at creatures across the encampment. Sarge plowed the way forward and kept his gun at the ready. He closed in on the closest creature and peered at it. Ah, oh, hell, Sarge muttered. The creature was a young girl, maybe eight years old. She was dressed in a pair of ratty pink pajamas, bearing the mascot of a long-forgotten children's television show. Most of her skin was the color of ash and peeling in places. Her short blonde hair was matted, and her scalp was littered with black plugs. Each of the plugs had a wire that led to something on her back. Around the child's neck was a stainless steel collar with a small speaker mounted in the front of it. From the speaker came a constant inhuman mechanical wailing that filled the encampment. Jesus, Sarge gasped and took aim. The girl's milky eyes locked onto Sarge, and she snapped her mouth at him. With an awkward gait, the undead child began to sprint towards him, arms outraised and mouth agape. Sarge took aim and fired. The bullet slammed the girl's right eye socket, and she went tumbling to the dirt. The undead puppet lay still, but the mechanical wailing did not cease. Shoot for the heads, Sarge shouted. Get in the vehicles! They say they came in peace. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can also follow me on Twitter at Moments in TAS. Feel free to recommend this podcast to others and help it grow. The opening and closing theme is Creepy Night by Daniel Carlton. Until next time, be safe, be smart, and be well. See you soon.